what's up? Chris still here. Welcome to the Sunnyside Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing a really hard thing that I went through and what I have learned from going through that. In fact, I wouldn't change that hard thing that I went through for anything. So stay tuned. When I was 22, I entered into a life-altering health crisis. I mean it. My world was turned upside down. I found I couldn't grasp things or open them. I slurred my speech and I would get up. I would Even when I would be laying there, I felt like the room was spinning. I started to... De- I started to get depressed and so anxious that adrenaline was nonstop pumping through my body. I just felt my heart racing at all times. I would wake up in the morning and I typically in the past (laughs) cared about what I looked like. I wanted to look good. I was 20, 22 years old, the prime of my life, beautiful. And yet I found that when I looked in the mirror, I didn't even want to put makeup on I didn't want to put clothes that looked good on I did not care at all I wish I would have known that that was a red flag but instead I I just thought well this is weird I I don't even know how to describe it it was just like I just thought something was wrong with me but not like I needed help wrong with me but like I was retarded or stupid. I don't know what. It was not a concern. I didn't see it as an alarm system, which I should have. I just saw it as, oh, Crystal, you're ridiculous, or you don't even care. You're just worthless. That is what I was feeling. I I was scared and terrified. Um, I did start reaching out for help, and nobody knew what was wrong with me. The doctors that I visited would tell me I was totally fine. And they would look in my ears, do tests. One doctor did say, it looks like you're having an allergic reaction to something. So maybe you should take some Benadryl to see if that helps it. But you look fine to me. I knew I wasn't fine. After going through this, not being able to open jars, not having any energy. I mean, I couldn't get off the couch to do anything. Here I am, 22 years old, couldn't get off the couch to do anything. And yet I would lay in bed at night, all night. I remember the first night that I couldn't sleep. And I just thought, oh, it's taking me a while to fall asleep. It'll come. It never came. That sleep that night never came. I remember laying in bed from probably, what, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. till I had to get up at 6 a.m., wide awake the whole night and just thinking, what is wrong with me? And I sought out not only to doctors, but to um, people in our church and stuff. And I was often told that maybe I was under some spiritual warfare. And so I felt a lot of shame. I felt, I didn't feel empowered by that. I felt shame like, oh no, something's wrong with me. Uh, I'm weak. I, I didn't know what to do. I I was at a place where probably one of the darkest places I've been in my life. Um, I got to the place where I just started crying out from the depths of my soul. And I'm so grateful that I didn't stop pushing forward 
until I began to see the truth. And that truth came (laughs) very, very labored, I guess. Um, So as I was searching for help, going to doctors, going to church leaders who were telling me that I was in a spiritual battle, nothing was wrong with me, it's all in my head, and I just felt like I was going deeper and deeper into a pit. Somebody, well actually my dad was like, hey Chris, still, there is this guy at my work and he's been going to this naturopathic doctor and he has found a lot of a lot of healing from that. He was not doing too well and now he's doing what she says and he's feeling great. So I decided I was going to make an appointment. I had nothing to lose. I walked into the office of the naturopathic doctor. She took one look at me and I saw compassion in her eyes. It makes you makes me want to cry. I have not seen I didn't see that compassion with anybody. You know, the other doctors I was visiting or even our church leaders, I was in a real painful situation and this doctor looked at me and <laughs> she said to me, oh my gosh, you are so allergic to wheat. And I thought, oh my gosh, lady, you are, this is like witchcraft. I've been eating wheat my entire life. Like, no, I'm not. Something else is definitely going on. Everybody I'm seeing is like something else is going on. So it's probably not the food that I'm eating. <laughs> well, she ordered a bunch of tests and I left there thinking, oh my gosh, this is, yeah, this is witchcraft. Um, maybe uh, I wasn't into it. So I didn't go get any of the blood work done. I didn't go do anything that she recommended until it was about a month later when I I was at a place even more at a place of desperation I I was about to give up so I decided okay I'm gonna go get I prayed and I said God I'm gonna go get the blood work done if this is the last thing that I know what to do um please help me and please give insight I I didn't even really know what to pray So I went and got the blood work done. I waited about a week and a a week, probably not even a week, like three days, the doctor called me and said, Crystal, you need to come in right away. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, thinking, what did they find? So I go to see her and she told me that I had the white blood cell count of a cancer patient. All of my levels, markers that she was looking at were horrible, horrible. I I don't remember the exact numbers, but my cholesterol was like at a 50. I can't, I can't remember for sure. It was, this was, so this is 15 years ago that I was going through this. I mean, I was in a bad place. And so I thought, well, she's telling me all of these things that, would make my body sick she's telling me what would happen if my cholesterol is low what will happen I mean I was almost anaphylactic to wheat she did allergy testing and it my I was allergic to everything at that time and I was just a mess cholesterol allergies um, mineral vitamin levels vitamin d everything was just a mess and so she's telling me the side effects and I'm like okay these are things that I'm experiencing 
I still don't know if I believe her because, well, I've been doing this my whole life, but I decided, um, okay, I'm going to listen to her. She told me, I kid you not, I thought, okay, I'm going to get a bunch of supplements or vitamins or some weird uh, tincture concoction, and (laughs) she told me, all right, Crystal, you need for the next month you're going to cut out I had to cut out like gluten you know these inflammatory foods she didn't say sugar she just said gluten and some of the more the some of the other foods that I was reacting really badly to I don't actually remember what they were I just remember gluten being the main one and you need to focus on eating bacon eggs steak and shrimp I need it and butter. I had to get my cholesterol up. That's what she was really worried about is getting some of those really um, inflammatory foods that were causing a lot of pain out of my diet, but then loading my diet with these really fatty foods. And hearing that, you know, I had been trying to eat healthy before this health crisis. I had been researching like heart healthy foods, so I was eating a lot of vegetables, not eating that much red meat, eating whole wheat, whole grain options, you know, like the standard American diet food pyramid thing going on. I thought I was doing good. I would buy things that were labeled heart healthy, you know, we only drink skim milk. I thought I was doing good. And I was just getting sicker and sicker and sicker. So I left there. And I remember driving home thinking, all right, well, if gluten and these foods are making me feel this horrible and I need to eat, oh, eggs, eggs and steak, I'm, I'm going to do it. And it wasn't easy. <laughs> it was not easy to eat eggs in the morning. I hated eggs. I like steak, but not that much. I did not like fatty foods. I wanted salad and fruit and, you know, wheat pasta. And that was not the option. (laughs) So I committed to doing the things that she told me to do. And I messed up. I mean, it was not perfect in the beginning. I remember I was still eating like, what was I eating? Like these funny dairy. I found these popsicle ice cream treats and they were gluten-free that's how they were packaged gluten-free and I was like oh my gosh I can eat these so I loaded up on those and whenever I yeah I would eat those (laughs) probably not the best but I was on a journey and that journey has taken a long time I mean I'm 15 years into my health journey and I feel amazing now it didn't happen overnight when I first started but I did like within the first couple weeks of eating better and getting those foods that were causing a lot of pain (laughs) to my body, to my health, out of my diet, I felt like a cloud had lifted off me. I still had some eczema. I still had some digestive ailments, but I had this funk that was following me. This like, I don't even, it's been so long, but like a cloud is following me was following me everywhere I go and everywhere I went and I felt like that lifted lifted away from me and I I remember this was also something kind of interesting during that healing time um I would feel I I felt like I didn't have this inward joy yet and so I remember praying like 
God, I'm eating well. I feel better for sure, but I still feel feel like I don't have this joy inside. And I, well, I I don't I didn't hear the audible voice of God, but I felt in my spirit that I needed to commit to basically faking my happiness, smiling for three days. That's what I felt like I was asked to do, to smile and find great, like have a a grateful heart for three days and really focus on that. So I remember committing like, okay, God, for three days, I am just going to wake up. I'm going to smile. I'm going to be grateful for the food I'm eating. I'm going to be grateful for my family, everything that I I, in my day, I'm going to try my best to be grateful. I didn't even say I, I will try. I just decided to try, like to do it, not just try, but like do it. I feel like sometimes when we say, oh, I'm going to try to do that, it's not really a commitment. There's like a little, oh, I tried, but I couldn't. It's like you got to make your mind up to do it. And I did. I made my mind up to do it. And there, there, there were a couple challenging things that happened during that time. Um, for instance, I decided to go on a bike ride and I had a chariot. I had my daughter with me. She was like two, two or three at the time. And I hooked the chariot up. My husband worked a lot during that time. And so I put the chariot and I needed, <laughs> I needed his help. And um, so he wasn't there. He's at work, of course. And I wanted to go on that bike ride. So I hooked the chariot up to my back tire by myself. And I went on a bike ride and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. It's so pretty out. The birds are singing. And I look down and my back tire, we're about five miles away from home. My back, my back tire is wobbling. I didn't have a cell phone. I couldn't get my back tire back on. I had to lock up my bike to a fence in middle of town with the chariot and carry my, my two-year-old daughter. We had to walk for... I think about three miles to a phone and call I ended up having to call my dad thankfully to come rescue us and you know that could have been stressful but I I remember oh I made a commitment to smile and be joyful and have fun and this is so much fun it's so pretty out we're walking and so there was challenges in those three days but after those three days ended It was like another layer had left me and I, like another layer of that dark cloud, that funk that I was in left and it was replaced with this inward joy. And I started developing this mindset like, okay, I can do, I can, I can do this for three days. I can do this for five days. I can do this for 10 days. And so eating, exercising, doing these things that I needed to do to strengthen my health and then eventually strengthen the health of my family it I looked at it different I saw that there was an end and I knew that once it was like my first taste of believing with my mind that I am happy and then seeing my emotions follow that belief that it was a that was a pretty cool time so I you know I didn't stop pushing forward and the answer (laughs) for my health struggles and the pain that I was in did not come how I thought it would. I, I am on a totally different life trajectory today than I would have been had I not had this health crisis. I mean, totally different. I mean, night, night and day, I can't get over it when I look back to that. Um, 
it's it's amazing and I'm so thankful even though that pain and that season and it wasn't over as quick as I wanted it to be over I'm so thankful that I got tastes of the goodness to come in midst of that journey even though it was that long journey and I'm still learning things today I got like I got motivated I got disciplined to keep pushing forward and to know that um, I, I've just learned so much through that. So I want to encourage you. Maybe you feel like you're a little off or this nagging feeling that won't go away. Maybe you're living with that. Or maybe you are in a full-blown blown crisis and aren't finding any answers. I want to tell you, don't give up. Don't give up. There is, there is hope and there is healing for you. And if I have been brought out of the pit, you can be brought out of that pit. So I want to encourage you today to look up, keep pushing forward, cry out. And I do believe, if you can't believe, I believe for you that you can find that restoration, that joy, that excitement for life again. And that's what I want to leave you with. So keep pushing forward. Do the hard things. You'll grow in discipline. Ask for bits of encouragement. And you know yourself. And you know that you were made to do hard things and you were made to do great things. So keep pushing forward. There is hope and healing for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sunnyside Podcast. Have fun and nourish yourself.